I know a lot of you have had this experience because for those of us who in 2020 were all sent home and we were stuck in a lockdown during the pandemic, we had a lot of time on our hands and I saw an ad for Masterclass and I thought, I want to better myself. I want access to all of these brilliant people who teach you things. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with more than 200 plus of the world's best and smartest. For just under 10 bucks a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And I don't care, you can wake up one morning and say, I want to learn about business. And then another where you say, I want to learn how to survive in the wild if I have no water and no fire to make me warm. You can access Masterclass on your phone, on your computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. And the classes totally make a difference. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Liz. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Liz. Masterclass.com slash Liz. Okay, who among you I need you to admit this, right? During the pandemic, when every hair salon was shut down, tried to color their own hair. This is a little bit of a Maury Povich moment for me. I'm going to reveal it. For the very first time in my life, three months into the pandemic, I highlighted my own hair. I mean, what did you guys want? I mean, every single hair salon in New York State was ordered to close. I had no idea what I was doing. My hands were shaking. And um, let's just say Frederic Fakai should not feel threatened. But as millions of women ventured to color their own hair during the lockdowns, and a lot of anchors here in the building, too, let's admit it, direct-to-consumer hair color company Madison Reed, you've heard their commercials, right, exploded, literally exploded in popularity Demand went parabolic. They expanded their customer base by 130%, doubled sales, all because women will forego a lot of things, but they will not walk around the streets from Boise to Beverly Hills with gray roots. Am I right? Who is this brilliant woman in the commercials who named her company after her daughter? Amy Arrett is the founder and CEO of Madison Reed, and she's here to share the highlights and some lowlights of her career, including how with no formal background in manufacturing hair color, how she revolutionized the hair color industry. Amy, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. Thank you, Liz. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Ah, there's that voice. I hear you all the time on the radio. (laughs) Madison Reed, the hair color company I named after my daughter. Your daughter must love this. (laughs) Yeah, she's 19, just 19, headed to college. So she loves this. Uh, I'm glad that she's humble about it, as she should be. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Well, you're humble and yet you are a powerhouse. And I've always wondered how, because I know your background, you have a finance and business background, but what led you after you had worked in venture capital and you had worked in high finance to suddenly say it's time to start a hair color company? I mean, how did you come to that moment? Yeah, you know, um, I, as you said, I had an investment banking background and then a venture capital background, uh, entrepreneurial background. And I think there were two things that happened. One was 
um, some, you know, as they say, you can take, you could try to take the operator out of the girl, but you know, it's hard <laughs> to, uh, and so, you know, I love operating. I love building a team. I love taking on hard problems. And then, so I was, I wanted to run something again. And then the second thing was, I just saw a need in the market. I, uh, believe, um, you know, from my venture capital background that every great, idea slash mostly consumer brand is built off of a consumer pain point. And I saw the pain point of hair color. All of my friends were complaining how often they had to go to their stylist, how inconvenient it was, how expensive it was, how they didn't know the ingredients. Then when you go to the shelf of what's there in Walgreens, it was really not a good choice to make. So I just, uh, I got interested in the, in the, in the dysfunctionality of it and then decided to reverse engineer and try to fix it. Well, that's that's one heck of a reverse engineer. You're an expert at looking to find solutions for problems, and that's how some of the greatest success stories come about. So you recognize that there's an issue with hair color. People are just over it. They're tired of spending too much money, taking the time, and the time suck to go to a salon and park and all of that, Michigas. But 2013... You go into Whole Foods to pick up, as I understand it, some hair dye for your wife, right? Take me back to that moment. What happened? Yeah. So I had a shopping list. It was a Saturday morning. And one of the things on the shopping list was hair color in Whole Foods. Now, (laughs) I had no idea between the meat department and the organic produce department where the heck I was going to find hair color in Whole Foods. But I ventured over to the personal care section and there were, you know, three boxes that all had dust on them <laughs> uh, because, you know, they don't turn a lot of inventory over. And what I realized was that, you know, my significant other thought it would be good because it was in Whole Foods. Right. And the truth of it is that there were no I'm like, what color? The darkest black. OK. And I realized like in that one fell swoop that there's only eight shades. There's no advice and consultation, right? There's still nothing even in the box that's recyclable. And if you looked at the ingredients, you would just be like, what is happening here? So I bought the darkest uh, black color that they had. I can't even remember the brand. And then I happened to be going to Walgreens to pick up some prescriptions and just literally by chance walk down what I call the infamous Walgreens hair color aisle Mm. and could not believe how many boxes, how much was on sale, no shade ranges, no differentiation of brands. And, you know, uh, sometimes founders or entrepreneurs have a bit of crazy and (laughs) literally intuition. It sounds bizarre. I grabbed a shopping cart at Walgreens and bought 30 boxes. Whoa. Randomly just threw them in. And um, picked up the other stuff and went home and took out these 30 boxes and started opening the boxes, realizing that they were all exactly the same. Terrible componentry, nothing recyclable, horrible instructions. In fact, the first thing that instructions typically say on that hair color is open a window before you start. Right. And I'm just looking at this, you know, Frankenstein gloves, one pair, slippery, no shampoo. (laughs) Like, I'm just thinking, what is happening here that, you know, you know, versus, you know, $8 versus the salon that I was going to $250 and still had no idea what the product was and certainly had no idea what the shade was or the color, right? 
And so I just started like there was an epiphany moment thinking this is a decision between two not great alternatives. Right. And every friend of mine, you know, 40s, early 50s was having to color every four and five weeks. And so I'm thinking this is this is crazy. Uh, And I just got online thinking there's got to be better solutions. And there was none. So it just I kept thinking this is obvious this I'm missing something. Um, And that was the beginning of going on what I considered to be sort of a quest to learn. Uh, I'm somebody who is a continuous learner. I love that. And I just wanted to research it, not knowing whether Mm -hmm. I'd start something or fund something or whatever. And so I just went really deep in learning everything about making hair color, um, you know, finding a chemist, getting a partner. Could we make it without these eight ingredients that seem to be essential to everybody else's formula? Could we use technology and build an algorithm with 18 questions to color match? You know, what did that all look like? What would be the cost of goods? What kind of gross margin? And could we afford to be in this business? And that took, you know, there was a good six months of research. And then I just was all in. We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listen Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clayman. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clayman right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clayman. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You obviously are in the money business and I get the whole entrepreneurial spirit and you've watched and you've operated a lot of businesses, but Amy, that's crazy to sit there and say, let me start mixing hair color. Where did you even begin? And you you mentioned that people were asking all the time, what's in this? What are these chemicals? What sort of moments did you look at and what points did you look at on the horizon and say, I need to reach that without doing the same thing that other hair color companies have done before? Yeah, I, um, you know, when you're an entrepreneur before this and when you're a venture capitalist, part of your job is just to think about hard, hard problems and chunk them up into digestible bites. And so the first thing was that I had talked to enough consumers to know there was a there was a there there here. Right. Um, and then in addition, I knew that the world of, uh, you know, maybe the better way of saying it years ago, a consumer packaged good or a CPG goods company had a competitive advantage about manufacturing. Well, that no longer is true. Mm. Right. Like you could pretty much manufacture just about anything in, you know, partnerships. And so I knew that if we could come up with the idea, we could find the right way to manufacture it. And to me, 
Liz, the really big issue was the ingredient story. And so where we tried to really differentiate from the first moment was this eight free formula that we had. And it took us a while to find somebody who wanted to work with us to make it because they all thought we were crazy. Uh, but I was unwavering in that's the ethos, right? The authenticity of the brand needed to stand above the rest of the category. And in our case, it stands above the category in just the ingredient story, lowest chemical profile. And then it also uses technology right. in ways that are subtle, not necessarily clear to consumers, but they really create accuracy and convenience for the consumer. Um, but like, you know, anything else in life, it's not been a linear path. Well, to that <laughs> it's point, been a long, windy road. to yeah. that point, and even before the pandemic lockdowns where everybody was turned topsy turvy. Before that, what was your first stumbling block that you ran into where you really started to wonder, is this going to work? Well, the first thing is that everybody that I pitched, not the Series A, because I had been a VC and True Ventures led our A. Mm -hmm. uh, they're wonderful people. I've known John Callahan, who's been on our board from the beginning forever. I'm a venture partner there. I wasn't at the time, but we knew each other. So I knew I had a great Series A investor. But from that, after that, what became really clear was people kept asking me. Here's the interesting part. The, the, the total addressable market, Amy, is not big enough. Why would you waste your career doing what? This? And I'm thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, it's most it's almost all guys saying this. And I'm like, you know, nothing. Total you guys know yes. nothing. And I'm like, Liz, I'm thinking they're not looking at their visa bill um, <laughs> because, you know, like I'm doing the math of my own visa bills and I'm thinking there's no clue about the frequency, the need. And then the last piece that was really the kicker for me was I got it really quickly and nobody else got it. Obviously, the team members that joined me got it, but nobody else got it about the emotional connection that a person has and specifically women have about confidence in their hair. What did I and say? You, they're not going to walk down Park Avenue or Main Street. Doesn't matter with gray roots. They'll forego food before they'll do that. It, and Zoom has been a great gift because, as I say right now, <laughs> in the real world, you'd get up every morning before Zoom and you'd look in the mirror and you think, oh, geez, I really should cover those roots. <laughs> now you're looking at yourself all day long on Zoom. And every five seconds, you're thinking I should cover those roots. And so, you know, the the lack of understanding the emotional connection was scary for me. Mm -hmm. The lack of thinking that it was a bigger, big enough total addressable market. The complete misunderstanding about how big. Remember, the beginning of the business, we were only in the at home market. Right. Right. And there was like a lot of people like, I don't know anybody that colors their hair at home. And you're thinking. By the way, 52% of all women in the U.S. color their hair at home. They don't go to the uh, salon, right? And, and that, so, that jumped exponentially during the lockdowns. Take me to that absolutely. moment. 2000, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, th I go back or to 2020 and I think, oh my gosh, everybody was in a panic for so many different reasons. What was that like for you guys? We were selling within a two-day period. I mean, our, we had a good-sized business already. Right. I mean, the nice-sized business. Within a two-day period from mid-March of 2020 
through the end of 2020, we were selling a box of hair color every five seconds. Stop. I can't make it up. Whoa. I mean, it was like, you know, and we make our hair color, our, our factories in the Lombardy region of Italy, second hardest region in the world. So we have to, I got to keep that factory open. Um, I got to get tubes running 24 seven all night, all day long to the U S got to fly it in on air freight, not run out of shades, you know, supply chain issues. We have to keep our own company safe of people. You know, we have distribution centers that are having people having COVID left and right FedEx DHL. It was, um, you know, here, here's what I talk about. Like we had massive stress, but it was of good fortune. I am humbled by there's so much not so good fortune right. what happened. Absolutely. So I, you know, people were like interviewing me and I'm like, I don't really want to talk about our good fortune. I know. I just want to pay attention to everybody who had, you know, let's all rally together. So for instance, we used to put two pairs of gloves in our boxes. We cut down to one because it was our moral obligation to give medical workers access to gloves, ah. right? Like there were lots of things that happened. We started giving back lots of proceeds to disaster recovery and medical recovery. And, you know, we just got very focused on turning our good fortune into other people's help. We also realized like your home, you said it perfectly, you're in lockdown. People are scared. They don't know what to do. And what we kept thinking was if the only thing we give her is that she could feel good about herself by a great prestige box of salon quality hair color at home that's easy to put on. So, you know, we just went into overdrive. I literally had this emergency response team for 14 months, seven days a week at 6 a.m. Pacific time, seven days a week wow. for all that period of time. But I'm sure, keep- I'm sure they were appreciative to actually have the work because 22 oh. million people were unemployed. Yeah, we, you know, we just kicked into gear. And we also at that time in March of 2020, we had 12 stores. So we have our own what we call hair color bars. So think dry bar, but for color, we now have 63. So we've opened 51 Mm. in 26 months. And we had 12, but we had to close them all, obviously. Sure. So we had 200 people that would have been out of work and we didn't furlough one person. We moved everyone from the stores to a, our call center virtually because the online demand was so big and our call center has always been certified licensed colorist. So we were able to send everybody. I think we like blitz the Google Chromebook situation in Northern California <laughs> and headset, and we literally trained people over 10 days and we basically taught hairstylists that were used to working in stores how to be customer service reps. We still have a lot of them that never moved back. I mean, oh, but, amazing. but we just went into a gear of what I consider to be like head and heart and went to a place of wanting our customers to be OK, wanting our team members to be OK. Um, and every investor and who wanted funny. to give us money. It's really funny yeah. how when you do good corporate work with a heart, luck seems to, seems to come your way. Absolutely correct. I am a believer that the future belongs to optimists. It never belongs to pessimists. It just does. 
And so we just, uh, you know, my job was to try to keep the team culture alive, people focused on the prize, being grateful, being conscious of the anxiety. I mean, we had hundreds of people with little kids not in school, right? Like that were on Zoom all day. Like it was just a free for all. And we just kicked into a different gear. Um, You know, I'm really proud of the work and it catapulted us. And the good news for us is we grew in 21 over 20 and we were growing rapidly in 22 over 21. So our business actually never went backwards. Amazing. What is the advice, the number one piece of advice you would give to maybe the entrepreneurs out there who are listening at the moment with their own idea to solve a problem that they see out in the world? What's what's that kernel of golden advice you have? Number one characteristic of successful entrepreneurs is resilience. Mm. It's just no matter what happens, because here's the thing, not good things are going to happen, right? Like it is, you know, you, you know, there's a long and windy road in life, like lots of turns, lots of things that look like they were good things that aren't good things. Lots of things that look like good things that don't aren't good things. Lots of missteps fall down, brush yourself off. It is, it is the wisdom that one gains through the not good things that leads you to the good things. So if you have a passion inside of you, that is just that burning desire, no matter what happens on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, to get up the next day and just dig in. Because I believe most successful entrepreneurs, the resilience and the sheer will. Yes. I am going to will this thing over a goal line, yes. no matter what happens. Yes. And it, I am unwavering in my commitment to win. I'm not going to win at all costs. I'm going to have a head and a heart. But I just urge people all the time is, if you believe in something in life so much, you will succeed. It won't be maybe the exact line you thought you were going to take, or the, but it will happen because yes. there is nothing that can stop a, you know, passionate, dedicated, honest, hardworking person. Nothing. Amen. Man, do I love that message. Before we go, Amy, I need to ask you, does everybody want to be a blonde? I'm a redhead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, Liz, I could just tell you that we, our reds are insanely good. No, not everybody wants to be a blonde. I think here's what people do. Here's what, here's what women do want. Our mantra in the company is the following. Confident is the new beautiful. Yes. What I want for everyone, which is why the company's named after my daughter, Madison Reed, is because what I want for her and I want for everybody's kids, you know, doesn't matter the gender, what I want and what every parent wants is I want kids in the world, the future generation in the world to be able to do anything they want. I don't want media to have to tell you what you're supposed to look like or how to be or, you know, if we all can just live from this place inside us that is seriously, um, you know, unstoppable and seriously just the passion point of authentically being comfortable in our skin of who we are, there's no stopping people. Absolutely. we have to just understand that, you know, women in particular, they, we are the moms, we are the caretakers, we're got the aging parents, oh, we're yes. the social people, right? We're the workers, we're the, we're the connectors. Women do not believe that they deserve better. 
They do not take care of themselves the same way on the food chain. This company is a thousand percent dedicated to you deserve this. You deserve a better product. You deserve a better price point. You deserve a better ingredient. You deserve better service. You deserve it. When I tell people we have a hundred percent money back guarantee, they actually think I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. If the box is wrong, we refund you and send you a new one. If you go into our hair color bar and it doesn't work, we're going to do it again on us. And we're going to keep on delivering for you because here's what I also know. When you get that kind of service, it's good business. Oh, 100%. And by the way, for all the guys listening, you do men hair color as well. You absolutely have branched out into that. Amy, congratulations. What a fantastic story. Thank you so much for you know, sprinkling your fairy dust and your great <laughs> ideas and, and quite frankly, your advice. So valuable. Thank, Thank you. you, Liz, for having me. I'm a big fan of yours as well. Oh, you just made my redheaded day. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Amy Aaron of Madison Reed. See you guys. What did she just say? The most important thing here is will it to happen? I remember Meg Whitman was running eBay and she had some kid in her office pitching PayPal. That kid was Elon Musk. And she said he willed it to happen. That's what successful people do, no matter how many naysayers are out there. So I hope that you seize upon that message from Amy and all of our Everyone Talks to Liz guests. Thank you so much. And I'll see you Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox Biz. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.